I'm a mythical Pandora, sent here to judge the universe. Do you have any idea what the weapon is? It could very well be a planet killer. I would really like to go on this mission, Admiral. Imagine having the power to annihilate entire worlds, and even the stars themselves. Humanity is worth saving. What have you done? Pandora. New episodes premiere October 4th, free next day, only on the CW app. Hey, Darren, I'm watching the best show on television. You want to know what it is? What is it? I think I know, but what is it? Inglorious Trexperts. <laughs> and you're thinking to yourself, that's wait a second, that's not say. a TV show. It's but not it a t- is. But it is. It, it is. is. It's a TV show because you can watch us on the Electric Now app. It's an app for streaming video podcasts as well as movies, television, and more. You can see us on demand on Electric Now. I demand it. I demand because I demand it. <laughs> Commodore Stone can watch us on the Electric Now app. And how do you get the Electric Now app? Because apparently people are having trouble understanding the concept. Just go to your app store from whatever device you're using or all of the devices you're using. And you download it to your phone, your iPad, your Roku, your whatever, whatever you whatever you, whatever you have that streams, other than a Viewmaster. You download it and, and then you watch it 100% free. There's no charge, there's no Patreon, there's no Electronic Frontier. All there is is a free app. So download the Electric Now app from your favorite app store and watch us on Electric Now. You must learn to listen to the Rebel and the Rogue or you will not be allowed to come with me to Alderaan. If you're a fan of the 430 movie, you'll love Best Movies Never Made, hosted by myself, Josh Miller. And Steven Scarlatta. Where we explore some of the greatest movies never made, like E.T. 2. Johnny Quest. Beetlejuice Goes Hawaiian. And Halloween 3D. New episodes available every other Monday, wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman, and if you're a fan of the only gentleman secret agent with a license to kill and thrill, you should pick up my new James Bond oral history, Nobody Does It Better, available now in hardcover, audio, and digital wherever books are sold. Do you expect me to read? No, I expect you to buy it. Hey, this is Mark A. Altman. And this is Darren Docterman, and we are the Inglorious Trexperts. Sterilize imperfections. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't know why. But I do have to say, welcome back to the second part of our Star Trek fantasy draft. If you're back with us, you're clearly a masochist, and uh, we love you for it. In simpler language, they drafted me. <laughs> Last week on the show, uh, we embarked on a Star Trek fantasy theme week, a fantasy theme draft. Um, we're putting together the ultimate Star Trek episode. And to do that, we have some special guests, the writer, the writer of Thor and X-Men First Class, uh, writer producer on such shows as Lore and Terminator, the Sarah Connor Chronicles, as well as Fringe and Black Sails, Mr. Ashley Miller. Thank you. And coming back for some more abuse, apparently, uh, is you know him as the esteemed film critic. Um, he is uh, 
uh, well-known. He used to uh, be film critic for Access Hollywood. You can watch him now on KTLA. Thank you, pal. And uh, he also uh, um, works with Collider. And uh, he's the film critic's film critic. He is uh, also a huge Star Trek fan. We're delighted to have him back. Mr. Scott Mance. You can find him at Movie Mance on Twitter and Instagram. And uh, he's returned to see who will vic- be victorious in this fantasy-themed draft. Uh, I just, just uh, returned... Uh, what have I got myself into? <laughs> <laughs> well, for those of you, um, it's been a week, um, or you may not have listened to last week. Shame on you. Uh, but I want to remind you where we are. So, uh, If you haven't listened to last week, stop. <laughs> stop now. Go stop. listen to last week and then come back. Yeah, because this is our we'll first wait. two-part episode other than our special holiday right, right. holiday countdown list. So this is this is the menagerie. This is the envelope around a really awful idea. So uh, <laughs> we'll it's, see. It, it, we'll see. Maybe it's too cerebral. So uh, <laughs> it's really it's a cost savings measure. No, right. it's the envelope. So that so does that mean Moonlight really won Best Picture? Oh, oh, interesting. Too soon, too soon. There, that's a deep yeah. cut. That's, deep cut that's too late, actually. <laughs> <laughs> too late, too late. Um, okay, so I'll remind you. Okay, so Ashley Edward Miller. Yes. Your captain's choice was Benjamin Sisko. Yes. Your ship was the Empress Choice, though. No. The Defiant. The, per- the Pacific your, Princess your was my ship. Was Con- it was a fine choice it would have been. <laughs> villain was Khan, circa Wrath of Khan. Your, uh, your planet was Ryza. Yes. Your first officer was Lieutenant Commander Shelby. Yes. Your doctor was Changeling Julian Bashir. Yep. And your navigator is Jordy LaForge. Yep. And of course, for the coup de grace, I, I was engineer, because you are allowed to pick one thing from outside the Star Trek universe, you picked Tony Stark as your engineer. A brilliant, brilliant choice. Well, Thank we'll you. see. Well, we'll see. That's true. That's true. Because, you know, who knows? Anything has, can happen. He has a weak Anything. heart. He does. Um, okay. Darren, um, Scott Mance, our other guest. Um, your captain, not surprisingly, was James Tiberius Kirk. Your uh, diplomat was Nancy Hedford. Oh, no, we haven't got to that yet. <laughs> um, your, your ship was uh, the original <laughs> Enterprise prior to the refit. Your villain was the Gorgon. Gorkin. Friendly angel, Gorkin. <laughs> Gorgon. Friendly no. angel, call to me. Yeah. Okay. The planet was Sigma Iosha Two. That's where the book is. Don't mess with no, the book. No more planet of the gangsters. The planet of the gangsters. First officer was animated series Spock. That's that giant, giant, giant animated, animated series. Animated series. Giant series. Spock from the Infinite Falcons, as we like to call him. You know, which was written by Walter Koenig. Gas. Um, <laughs> giant animated Spock. <laughs> Gas. <laughs> Every yeah, ship, every ship has to have a tailpipe. Uh, <laughs> what? Yeah, um, your doctor was C- McCoy high on cortisone, um, <laughs> or crazy cortisone spot. Uh, no, I'm laughing here. Okay. Uh, navigator, you you exercise your right to substitute by bringing in Chewbacca, Chewbacca. as the navigator. Crossing the streams. Our engineer was Post Insanity Richard Daystrom. <laughs> okay, that's a fine pick. Now that brings me to Darren Doctorman. Darren Doctorman, you picked for Captain James T. Kirk from the Mirror Universe. James Correct. T. Kirk from the Mirror Universe. Uh, for ship, from the motion picture, the USS Enterprise refit. Mm-hmm. No surprise there. For villain, you pick Q. Now, I-, I don't know. Is Q an antagonist or a villain? Depends. It depends on which episode you're watching. Okay, well, then we're going to go with Q. Pl- we- we're not going to challenge your right to, to Q. Um, that is wise. <laughs> your planet was Talos 4. Talos 4. Yes. Which could become very important as you uh, weave your episode. 
For first officer, you pick Commander William T. Riker. Not William R. Riker, his brother. <laughs> Doctor. My brother's name is Thomas. Yeah, Thomas. I know. Thomas, oh, God. Thomas W. Riker. Oh, come on. That's a great episode. I love that. That is a great yeah. second, second chances. Chance. I love that. And he yeah. was on Deep Space Nine, yeah, too, which was good. Yeah. Uh, director, um, you pick McCoy. This is the movie Doctor. version of McCoy. Not director. For Doctor. For Doctor. <laughs> you pick McCoy uh, from the movies. This is the one with the beard and the golden medallion that we've referred to as the headpiece of the staff of Ra. Yes. Whether it is or not, we don't know. So, uh, but it's a reasonable assumption. He's digging in the wrong place. <laughs> navigator, uh, you picked a third stage guild navigator. So this is a substitution from Dune. Right. And then, of course, for engineer, you picked Scotty circa the original series. Yes. Very strong lineup you have there. We'll, we'll see. Okay. We'll then see. we get to uh, to me. I picked for captain Captain Edward Jellico. You may recall him from the episode Chain of Command and, of course, my upcoming episode, which you'll all love. Um, my ship is the 1701D, the Next Generation Enterprise. Uh, my villain is Locutus of Borg. Locutus of Borg is the villain. Planet is the Shoreleaf Planet. Not sure why, but it is. Sure. Um, first officer. Because it has antennas. My first officer was Henock in the body of Mr. Spock. That was the Henock and Spock. That right. was, uh, you may recall him from Return to Tomorrow. I am not Spock, literally. And ironically, my doctor is Catherine Pulaski, Pulaski, played by Diana Muldaur, who also was in Return of Tomorrow, as Darren wisely pointed out. Uh, Navigator is probe Ilea, probe Ilea, not Ilea. Everybody in your crew has somebody in them. (laughs) That's right. (laughs) (laughs) Especially the Enterprise D. Yeah. Well, it got room for that <laughs> giant Mr. Spock if we want to trade. And then uh, my engineer, when we left the show, was Jesko von Putkama, the science advisor from Star Trek The Motion Picture. But I'm exercising my right to make a substitution. Uh-oh, here it comes. Which we will call the the, the uh, you know Chinese delivery option. Uh, I'm making a substitution. And here it comes now. You're booting Jesko. I'm booting Yesco. I'm replacing him with Dr. Burton Honeydew from The Muppet Show. Bunsen Honeydew. Bunsen Honeydew. No, no. You Jesse. said Burton. <laughs> you said Burton. I'm repl- Burton it is. I'm replacing him with Dr. Bunsen Honeydew. You're replacing Yesco von Puttkammer? Bunsen Honeydew is a freaking genius. He should have got the Nobel Prize. How could or the you Nobel. replace Jesse? I mean, Either he, one. Like the he, John forget Nobel it. He's Prize. on a roll. You've you've given so many <laughs> listeners. Why didn't I pick him? Germans bomb Pearl Harbor. <laughs> How did given, I not pick Walter Bishop? You've given uh, actually, so Tony many listeners good, so. the 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 chance to discover the legacy of Jessica von Puttkammer, and now you've just taken that away. Oh, because I've talked about Placed him. him with a muppet. <laughs> Look, he's a freaking genius, Doctor Honeydew. You saw his experiments. He is—they always end with another puppet being on fire. He has experience with as long as it's one of yours. He has experience with pigs in space. He knows what it's like to to, to be dealing with the cosmic issues. Good Come luck on. with that. You don't think that was a good substitution? I think I'm, I'm not, I think he I'm will be judging. key. No, no not I yet. think he will be key. We'll see what your episode turns out to be. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Let me tell Like, yes, go von Pudkama would be any better. Hey. You know, uh, maybe. You know what? I'm fucking, I'll leave it then. <laughs> I'm leaving Yesco. You know, you, you guilted me into Thank it. Thank you. Thank you. Bunch yes, of go. goes away. We love that, Yesco. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> 
It's okay. He is not contagious. Although no, this yet. might be a good time to rewatch The Naked Time. Hey, guys. I just flew in from a con in Wuhan. It's I don't know. Every time I look at my hand, I hear a sound effect, so I'm a little worried. Um, okay. So now we're going to continue. Yes. Welcome back. Part two of the Star Trek fantasy draft. It has never before been attempted and is unlikely to ever be attempted again. Okay. So now we What's get... What's the next? What's the next category? The next category. category, because we've done engineer, we've done navigator. We're, we're at security. Oh. security. 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 So I'm going to start with myself. Okay, good. Mm. Okay, let's hear secure. There's a Pinkerton agent in Deadwood that I'm not going to pick. <laughs> I'm going to pick... I think I think somebody again. I have to find somebody who can stand up to Jellico. Who can stand up to Jellico better than Lieutenant Commander Worf? Okay. All right, actually, that's pretty good. Yeah, that's pretty good. I, I think so. Okay, I Worf. Think so. Okay, okay. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah word. Mm-hmm. Worf. Worf. It is. Yeah. yeah. So he's my security officer. Is Worf Mr. Factor Five. Mister Worf. <laughs> wow, the puns are flying fast and furious. Oh. Okay, Jordy LaWarf. I cannot wait to tell you this is security. Yeah, this I is cannot security. Wait in to tell you my security, security. person. Am I, am I next? Ooh. All right, now. Now's your chance. Darren Docterman and I have had many conversations that have gone on for hours about this unsung hero of Star Trek. This unsung hero who just does not get the credit that he is due. Oh, because he was only in one episode, but now we are going to make him security on uh, Captain Kirk's original Enterprise uh, with a giant animated Spock and Cordrazine Crazy McCoy. <laughs> That man, okay, you ready? Yes. Are you ready for this? No, ladies so and gentlemen no, who are listening. Not at all ready. You want him? You got him. Nope. Ed Appel. <laughs> who? <laughs> I don't even know who that is. That, what? Ed, Ed Appel <laughs> from the mining colony on oh, uh, Janus 3. Oh, Janus 6. The, Janus 6, right. Wait, wait, in, 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 in Mudge Women? No, no. No, from in Devil in the Devil Dark. In the dark. Oh. Ed Appel. Oh, God, yeah. Ed Appel shot but him. He's dead. Meaning shot at him. <laughs> no, I mean, shot dead. it. <laughs> no, Ed Appel okay, was the guy fine. who shot. Great. Shot it. Not, Great. Oh, I'm going to pick Schmidt. Shot don't, at it. Don't you no, say anything about Paul Schmidt. shot it hey, with this. Hey, Bill, how are Scott's levels? That's my question. Ed Appel. They're off the scales. Ed Appel. Ed Appel is one of Star Trek's greatest characters. Ed Appel. And like, I'm surprised they haven't done... I'm surprised they have not done a spin-off, uh, you know, yeah, CBS Star Trek. All Access yeah. Star, Trek. Star Trek series. <laughs> I, I really want to know more about Edipel. Edipel, he shot at it. Yeah. I mean, shot it with Phaser 1 and it didn't do anything. No. And he was ready to kill it. He, he was an ready Edipel. to kill he the Hornet. Uh, he had the big from, uh, uh, he's a, club. He's a minor 2349er. Yeah. <laughs> he's a minor <laughs> on 2349 He would have away with it if it wasn't for you meddling hoarders. That's right. All right. Yeah. Edipel is, is my security security guy. Oh, uh, okay. Great. This is going to be a hell of an Excellent. episode. Okay. Darren Docterman. Edipel. Security. Well, the only, the only security officer who can... Uh, uh, Work with Mirror James T. Kirk is, of course, Mirror Sulu. Okay. Oh my. Mirror Sulu. Okay. With his, with his that makes scar. sense. That makes sense to me. Oh my. Is the captain here? Is Spock here? <laughs> <laughs> Still no interest to her. Still the bee. It's too bad. Regrettable. <laughs> okay, Ashley, security guard. Mm. I mean, security head of security. He wanted it. He, he, he did. He did. He, he did. He wanted, he's pissed because he wanted Schmitter and he was killed. I love that you're like, who? 
Trexpert. Trek Trexpert. Trexpert are you? Trek enthusiast. Ah. You know. I know nothing. You know who I, I I think that um, Commander Shelby needs somebody that she can hang out with and just kind of commiserate with about, you know, all the crap that goes on. It's going to be another female, isn't it? Yeah. Who better than than Tasha Yar? Oh, yes. Okay. Tasha Yar for head of security. Good choice. Pre or post tar? (laughs) (laughs) I I would say... um, well, obviously it's pre. Okay, but it's, good, good, good. <laughs> but you can also uh, put Xila. Yeah. Well, no, no. I was no. going to pick Tar- Tasha Yar from yesterday's Enterprise. There you go. Yeah. Good. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. The one with the belt. Yeah. The one with the belt. <laughs> Lieutenant. I mean, she's basically she's Tasha Yar. She just has a belt, and she's in the Klingon War. Right. Lieutenant. Permission granted. Now we are going to go to communications officer. Communications oh, officer. Yeah, uh, and I'm going to start with uh, Scott Mance. Communications. Communications. Okay, in order to be... Isn't that the key to getting along? Communications. communicate with each other? Can I just ask a question before we get into communications officers? Are there really a lot of them? Uh, yeah, there Every are a few. Has one. Do they? Don't they? Do they really? <laughs> what about um, science officers? Well, communication can be literal. It can also be... Figurative. Well, I mean, in, in that a way, case, I want to substitute a substitute because they don't go, oh. In a way, <laughs> Troy was a communications. She helped bridge the differences between. Okay, fair point. You know. Fair point. I sense great joy. And <laughs> really, that, is that why they're smiling? Thanks, Counselor. Yeah. That was yeah, super thanks helpful. Thanks for the update. Yeah, we wouldn't have got that if it weren't for you. Okay, go ahead. No, no, it's, oh, it's, no, it's Scott's turn. Oh, communications. Right, communications. Communications. Yeah. Okay, so. So I don't know how how to top Edipel as my security. You don't have to top. I mean, stop together. saying Edipel. Ed for the love of God, Appel. Please, I mean, stop I just, saying I, that. We've talked about this for hours and hours and hours. It wasn't that long, but okay. I mean, it felt like hours. It felt like hours to guarantee. I'm sure. I, mean, I don't know. My my episode here is is really shaping up to be like. It is the truly truly is going to be the Citizen Kane of of Star Trek episodes. Um, <laughs> Whatever we decide to call it, uh, well, going to be, up be to even more Citizen Kane-ish than than City on the Edge of Forever, which is why we do have the uh, crazy Cordrazine McCoy. Yes. So <laughs> communications. <clears throat> you know, communications. What 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 episode did we really discover? What communication was really oh, all my about. Oh, God, here it comes. Okay, here it comes. The here it comes now, Con. No, now, it's metamorphosis. Okay, communication. It's the companion. So, you know, you, you're, you're going along with this episode and you're thinking one thing, but once you start to communicate, it changes the game, it flips the episode over, and it becomes something completely different and becomes one of, uh, well, I certainly think, uh, Star Trek's most beautifully sublime episode. Mm-hmm. So what, who would be a, Better communicator than the companion. Well, I have almost one. anyone. Right? Almost, <laughs> <laughs> almost by definition, she, she, she doesn't know what sadness is. <laughs> but in the body, you know, she should talk to Deanna Troy. Oh, okay, oh, yeah. I'll, I'll take it one step it. further. She's stranded with Cochran on the planet for years, years and years, and they have no idea what each other's thinking. <laughs> and then it takes Kirk and Spock to come along with the Universal Translate. It's a woman. She's in love with you. Exactly. That's not good communication. My wife would divorce me if that's the way I communicated. But the episode is about communication. 
And if you take Commissioner Hedford... But uh, if they're actually communicating, then it's not about communication. It's the lack of communication that is what makes it about it. But (laughs) we will cease to exist. The man will cease to exist. It's your pick, Scott. Cease to Mm. exist? It's Scott's pick. I mean, Eleanor Donahue giving one of the best performances. No question. I mean, the range... Of Eleanor Donahue in that episode, no how she goes from being this really, really uh, 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 tightly wound commissioner to of of uh, 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 extremely vulnerable person, woman uh, of realizing that she has squandered her life, to this this uh, uh, angelic beauty. The I'm just companion. looking at my notes. Just look at my notes. So so Rustling yes, I'm going to go with. Eleanor Donahue's companion okay. as uh, communications. Okay. Right. The the combination of the companion and Nancy Hedford is what you're saying. Yes, correct. Yes. Okay. I'll yes, go the along physical with that. presence, I'll not the it. energy. I'll allow it. You know. That the electrical the electrical <laughs> right. force that Spock okay. tried to right. short Fantastic. Fantastic. What a like that's inspired, isn't it? Yeah. I'll take you and raise you one. Okay, okay I'm gonna pick my communications officer. Okay. I'm gonna choose God from Star Trek V. That's I'll hilarious. tell you why. Because God was able to reach across the galaxy right. and communicate through the barrier. His inten- through the barrier <laughs> and communicate his intentions to Cybok. He made him take over a ship and come all the way. That to me, that's communication. That's reaching out and touching someone. That is why God is my pick. As God is my <laughs> He's not your co-pilot. He's your communications yeah. officer. So my pick is... <laughs> I don't think you make a good captain, but a communications officer. Maybe a ship chaplain. I don't know. But uh, I think I'm, I'm going to go with God. He as, keeps saying, bring the ship closer. I can't. <laughs> By the way, I just want to say, who judges the strength of our episodes here? The fans. The oh, fans okay. do. The listeners. Prosecute and judge. Maybe we'll let the booth do it. Okay. <laughs> if we feel like they're the only ones still listening by the end. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, my pick for communications officer is God. Um, uh, uh, <laughs> God. Because you know what, what is that? What, is that, what is that old song? Are you listening to me, God? It's Are you me, there, God? Is me, Margaret? Margaret. <laughs> <laughs> Come in. <laughs> I mean, because God has to listen by nature, right? But what does to the God prayers. want with the starship? So it's God. It's it's God from Star Trek Five. Okay. But what does God George Murdoch? Want with the starship? Sure. Okay. That's, that's All right. He also knows how to deal with Lacutus. <laughs> he's, he's same actor. Why don't we right. pick in the episode names? We'll get there. Well, we'll get I there. haven't even picked communications. That's all right with you. I know. I can't believe Nichelle has not made a appearance yet. Well, she has now. Oh, nice. Because I'm going to be the only true Star Trek fan by picking TOS Lieutenant Neota Uhura. Okay. Her nice name choice. means... Freedom. Peace. Something. Freedom. 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 Yeah. She walks in beauty like the night. Sure. She's a charming. Stand up, sit down. No. Fight, fight, fight. <laughs> <laughs> She's charming. She is charming. She's oh, well, you adorable. know, I mean, uh, by, by, by extension. And she knows her stuff. She does. You you could have you could have easily picked Abraham Lincoln. He's part of Star Trek canon. Yeah, but and he's not really good at communications. Uh, that's not true. Four score and seven years ago. Yeah, well, one address. Four years ago, <laughs> the score was seven to four. <laughs> okay, well, if we had the best speech drafter, right. then it would be Abraham Lincoln. Because, I mean, you know, Archer does give a good speech at the end of uh, Enterprise, but I do feel that the Gettysburg Address is that the one is about the gummy better. bears and the scotch? <laughs> 
Or, oh, that's the cartoon archer. Never mind. I'm okay. Just... Yes, that's the cartoon archer. Yeah. Okay. That's right. Uh, so we come to you for communications no. officer, Ashley Miller. Don't wait for the translation. Man. Tell it to me. I'll listen to this. I go, oh. Um, <laughs> so this is the worst position. This is the most thankless task. It is almost a non-job on these ships. I've already registered my complaint because I will say that I think that that there are three excellent choices already in this category. Mm-hmm. Well, God and the companion balance each other out pretty nicely. Uh, and God is my horror is a, a, is a gimme. <laughs> it's good. Um, who that is I? for the maker of all things. The <laughs> the only the only person I can think of who what could if God was one of us, no, just a slob like one of us. Uh, the only person I can think of who would be a truly effective communications officer, because I would believe that he knows. Uh, all of the necessary languages or to be able to learn them very quickly. Mm. Uh, I don't know if, like, if this is legal. It's damned illegal. It's, <laughs> uh, it's How can you get a permit to do a damned illegal thing? thing. Uh, data. Yeah, you could do data. Sure, why okay. not? You could, be, you could be demoted to communication. Yeah, he's still, uh, yeah. Brent's not going to be happy, but you could yeah, do well, it. Yeah, well, you know what? It is, it is, he doesn't have his own show, now does he? No, he doesn't. Not yet. Not yet. It's coming. Not yet. There's still yeah, about 20 no, hours. Not. <laughs> <laughs> no, he, not. He's in line right after Oedipal. Yeah, right. Oedipal. 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 The Oedipal Chronicles. Uh, Star Trek. Oedipal will be signing autographs <laughs> on He's the looking deck. for his lost mother. Uh, okay. <laughs> That's funny. Okay. So that completes our crew. But now we have some other categories, which is fantastic. What about the science officer? We did first That's officer. That's first officer. Yeah, first officer. Not officer. every ship. But okay. All right, that's fine. Well, I yeah, would have yeah, saved yeah. Yesko von Putkammer for science officer. Okay. Yesko right. von Putkammer. The, the rocket officer. Right. <laughs> it's, not like, it's not like Will Rikers. This, I mean, you, would you put Will Riker in I charge mean, you, of science? I don't have transport chief. No. We can yeah, do transport chief no. if you want. No. no. I don't have no. botanist. No. No. Uh, no. Either. Sulu. But no. Sulu. <laughs> Sulu. Oh, von What's his name? Puttermaker? Puttcomber. Is he getting his own show after yeah. data? <laughs> Star Trek Puttcomber? <laughs> what? Because, you know, now everything is multiplexing. So CBS All Access, now it's going to be the whole Viacom platform. So they could just have a Star Trek channel, and that's all it'll be, is, is Star Trek spinoffs. That's an episode we well, need to you, do. You, well, seriously, you've got 727 hours of Star Trek before the newer shows, plus all the movies. Now you got the newer shows, plus the animated shows, plus Galaxy Quest, plus Trekkies. You can actually have a Star Trek Yeah, and channel. you know, look, if they have a James Bond channel on Pluto, they can have a freaking Star Trek channel. But I'm saying is instead of, spending, Pluto, 15 yeah, million, instead of spending $15 million an episode, maybe do a few, few, few shows that cost 5 or $6 million, and you could do more shows rather than putting all your chips on black. You know, it's like spreading around the <laughs> no, table I a little think, bit. Mark, An Oedipal Star Trek show would go really far. You can't skim $3 million off a $5 million episode. <laughs> <laughs> It's been done before. <laughs> um, okay. So um, thank you for that. But we are going to move to best mealy mouth diplomat. No. Best mealy mouth diplomat. Oh, so um, we're going to start with Scott for this. There are a lot of good I know choices. No, it can't be Nancy Hedford. Well, it could be, oh, but I, I don't think he would. He already has Nancy Hedford. Oh, yeah, yeah, she's yeah. already, she's, she's uh, communications. That's right. <laughs> she goes around My holding thoughts. up her little scarf. 
My it's thoughts, from, you are hearing them. It's from Tiffany's. This is interesting. How can you hear me? Uh, let's see. So what are we doing? Best uh, diplomat? Is Mealy Mouth not doing the diplomats. Uh, diplomats. Diplomat. Diplomats. Diplomats. Uh, it could be anybody. It doesn't have to be an actual diplomat. Right? Just being revoked. You know who'd be a great diplomat? Who? You know who'd be a great diplomat? Mr. Atos. You think so? Mr. Atos, because there's so many of them. Okay. Uh-huh. He's got his duplicates. But what are you going to pick for best librarian? Oh, no. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Best diplomat. Mr. Atos. Mr. Atos. Okay, let me write that down because I'll forget that one. Because it's so wait, no, 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 no. I, no, no, no. I'm just joking. Okay. I'm not no, no, no. No, no. It has been wait, chosen. I'm sorry. Okay. You're <laughs> joking. You're making a joke of this. This is, no, 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 okay, okay. This is a very serious All right. Uh, Mr. Atos would be a great diplomat. respect. You know, because he, he's, he, if, he, if he's smart enough to be able to send everybody from Sarpedon back in the past so they avoid the supernova, right. then he must know what he's doing. He didn't he even know, know that Kirk saying. wasn't from Sarpedon. Yeah. How smart can he be? Yeah, but smart. the third guy did. Right, the the real Mr. Atos. His, yeah. uh, his duplicates, do you, replicas. Do you right. think he they always knew he was going to be a librarian when he was named Mr. A to Z? He was destined to become a librarian? I think the title of Mr. Atos is a honorary one. Oh, you don't think that's really <laughs> name? So like, it could be Herman. It's like Darth Vader. It's, it's Bob a, It's a title. It's not his name. Ah, okay. Got it. Sounds okay. Polish. Edipel. Edipel Atos. Edipel. So, Millie Mount Diplomat, do you got anybody? Uh, oh, wow. Well, use your words, Scott. Oh, man. They just did uh, on the feed, the, the, the raw camera footage, they just did this real rapid <laughs> push it on the push screen. It's like a classic <laughs> Star Trek. It was like zooming right, right, right into Scott. It's like, who is it going to be, Scott? And it lands on him, and it's like, is that your final answer? That's diplomat. You know, you know if he'd be great, it'd be a great diplomat. Who? Lots of people. Uh, geez, a great a diplomat. Padme. <laughs> Who would be a great? Sorry, diplomat? you took your uh, Chewbacca. How about to prank? To prank. Interesting. I was interesting. Be a good villain too. To prank would be a great mm, diplomat Tepring. because she was so. Flawlessly logical yeah. and preferring Stan over Spock. Yeah, still, sure. that's, that, a, that she uh, would be the way she engineered that whole thing, and then there would still be Stan. Yeah, it would Stan, you would be gone, yeah. and then I would Stan still would still be there. Scott, eminently logical, eminently logical. Yep, flawlessly logical. Flawlessly logical. Yeah, indeed. indeed. Um, okay, great choice, Dad. Okay, let's go mind the store. Mealy mind, mealy mouth diplomat. My mealy mouth diplomat. Is Jean Luc Picard? Whoa. Whoa! Bold words. Oh, that's well, it. Boom. That's all you got. Boom. Yeah, I didn't have to say any more than that. Speaks for itself. Now, is it with the eye patch and the French accent? Or yes. It... Nope. <laughs> <laughs> this is the one from Episode One of TNG. Fantastic, fantastic. Okay, don't worry. We're not going to do kids. I can do kids. You're not no gonna... kids. Kid no kids, kids on this starship. No, no kids on this starship. Not on my starship. <laughs> not on my starship. No. How, if you're going to do a kid, there's only one kid, and that's Boxy. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> Boxy and Muffet <laughs> on the Enterprise. What about the Facts Alive kids? Gary take, Coleman. I would take pick, the good. I would, you do take Buck, I would do Gary Coleman for Buck Rogers. I would because do- Because he was the cosmic whiz kid. He could be a real asset. <laughs> I would do Blair from the Facts of Life. I want to well, do the defiant yeah, ones you with the cosmic whiz kid <laughs> and Wesley Crusher. Like, 
you know, I handcuffed know. I, together. I, I, you know, I got to tell you, Gary Coleman, Cosmic Whiskey, he invented some really great. He created that whole thing that led to Shades of Grey, where he had Buck Rogers relive memories from previous episodes. He invented the flashback. Previously on. Yeah. That was uh, Happy Birthday, Buck. Yeah. A blast for Buck. A blast for Buck. A blast for the Buck. clip show. Uh, he invented the clip show. I think there was a lot of blasts for Buck. You know what's you know a great what I mean? episode of Buck Rogers? The plot to kill a city. That was a good episode. That was a, the, the best yeah. two-part episode. That was a good one. Of, of Buck Rogers. Yeah. Yeah. Season one was great. Season two well, was awful. I don't awful. know if great's the right word for it. <laughs> I love Buck Rogers. I do too. It does mean it's great. Season one I loved. Se- season two was, was a Did you Star hear Aaron Gray when she was on the show? Yes. Yeah, she was. She was fantastic. Yeah, she was she's luminous. awesome. She was luminous. such a. She's so interesting. Such a sweetheart. And we talked about luminous. Battle of Network Stars. Oh yeah, yeah so that was, I saw that. I remember that. That was good. We all did. Yep, all of us. Yes. We yeah, went off. She wasn't a fan of the. Yeah. Which 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 do you prefer, the Buck Rogers Starfighter, or the Colonial Viper from Battlestar? Well, Glide? they're both Oof. the same because yeah. they were both. One was, was originally supposed to be the Viper. So which one do you like better? I kind of like. I kind of like the Viper better because it feels like it's a military ship. Yeah, yeah. I like but I love the Starfighter and... design. Mm-hmm. I think the Starfighter design is like a really original, cool design. Awesome. I just like the skinny little fighter that the. Uh, it just feels out. like a fighter, but it also feels too much like an X-wing. Whereas, like the Starfighter and Buck Rogers is like really imaginative because it's right. it's just it's like Star Trek. It redefined the aerodynamics. But it actually I became the Snowstorm. The Starfighter, and I didn't. I mean, I would draw the Viper sometimes when I was a little kid. I would, but I drew Starfighters all the time. That I, to me I, is I the test, make... right? Did I like to draw it or right. not? Uh, in, what was it, in two thousand four? They finally came out with like this, like uh, eight inch long, like really detailed Colonial Viper that I wish mm-hmm. I had mm-hmm. when I was a kid. Not the one that fired the little missile that killed right. the kid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I, I still think that the the Viper from the original Galactica is still the greatest. <laughs> Battle, you know, uh, one man more fight. so than the Draconian Hatcher fighter, more so than the Draconian Hatcher fighter, more so than the X Wing. I I can't go there with you. Where, what do you think? I, I I think the X Wing is better. You still think the X Wing is better? I think the X Wing is cool. No, but... the X Wing is better just by <laughs> just by the fact that its wings open up into an X. But the that's the, it. The the, the Viper. No, it you're makes wrong. sense that the Viper no, would be stop. this skinny little ship. No. It'd be harder to no. harder for. Look, I love the Viper, but I think the X-Wing is a better ship. Interesting. Okay. But I love the Starfighter. The Starfighter Starfighter's is great. pretty awesome. Starfighter's when great. When we do Starship Smackdown on the Inglorious Tracksperts, we'll reassess this discussion. Okay, so yeah, but, it's I, not so... About, but Starship Smackdown is about what ship looks the best. <laughs> it's about what ship would prevail in battle. Well, sometimes so that actually comes down to what looks the best. Don't tell me what Starship Smackdown, Smackdown is about. Oh, I'll tell you. <laughs> <laughs> it's <laughs> what does tell us this what year's Starship Smackdown in San Diego has been canceled due, <laughs> due, due, uh, <laughs> um, so back to Ed Appel right <laughs> so uh, Diplomats Mi- Millie Mouth Diplomat you, some great choices we got Jean-Luc Picard from Darren we got T'Pring, uh from um, Scott Mance and uh, you and I have not picked yet right right uh, well uh, I I don't know how I don't pick Sarah Vulcan Oh, okay. We we both got the the Vulcan thing going on here yeah. with our okay, diplomats. So That's right. Future father-in-law would be Sarek. Sarek of Vulcan. Sarek. That's how the okay. So that kind of, so or in Canada, you Vulcan. he's Sorek Sorry, of, Sorek Sorek of, of Vulcan. Vulcan. Sorry, and Brandy of Vulcan. <laughs> right. So I um that comes down to me then to 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 to, to uh for the final pick. Um, I, I you know it's funny you mentioned Galactic. I was toying with Baltar. You know we talk about Baltar. mealy mouth diplomats. You know. 
but there was a, there's a there's an even more mealy mouth diplomat out there um, than than Baltar, uh, which is also from outside the Star Trek canon. I thought about Commodore Stalker. I can't stand him, and of course uh, a non seven, you know, a non seven, you know, a non seven from the, and, and Robert Fox. Yeah, oh, that Papa J. Fox. Yeah, Papa J. Yeah, Fox. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those are all. These are all awful. Um, oh, so maybe I want because I was going to go with Zaphod Beeblebrox from. Um, uh, uh, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, but I actually think Didn't now. Did you already have an alternate from the from another yeah. thing? Why? Yeah, no, I don't. Person. No, I don't. I don't. I don't. Oh, I don't. You I did ha- have Yesko von Putkam. No, he's from Star Trek. He's from Star Trek. Yeah, not. He's not, from Star Trek. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. I, I hear. I hear what Darren's saying. Yeah, oh, come on. He's come from on. Star Trek. <laughs> he is. He, he is Star Trek. The reason Star Trek: The Motion Picture is so good is because it's scientifically accurate. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're right. I'm not going right. to go, but I'm not going to go. I'm going to go. No, you know what? I am. Maybe I am going to go with Baltar. Maybe I am. All those pilots in the sky at once. I'm going to have. I'm going to deal with Core and and Baltar together. <laughs> Technically, uh, you know what? I mean, why not could, just go with Core? Core? Why not go with Core as he, a diplomat? Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Then I keep in a Star Trek. I, I keep my substitution. You, you keep my right of, the, the right of substitution. And you don't. You, you you can use your substitution for something else. I think I will go with Core. What do we'll you get to part Claim three of right. this episode. Because he would go well with uh, Jellico. Yeah, I'm he would. Go, I'm going to go. They with, would. They would have yeah, a good friend time Jellico. together. <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Core. And he and Pulaski, man, Core is just be You know what? I, I can promise you, my episode will be glorious. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> okay, go climb Core a tree. Is. Okay, so now we did Mealy Mouth Diplomax. Boy, that Diplomax, Diplomax, <laughs> Carmax. I am Diplomax. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so now we come to. Star Trek Alien. Star Trek Alien. Oh, my goodness. Aliens. Okay, Alien. so Alien. we're going to start with um, start with Darren, actually. Star Trek. Uh, we're going to do Star Trek Alien. Well, you got to look at IMDb? No, I had to type yeah. the word alien on oh, my list. Oh, okay. Because I had no idea what was coming next. Mm. Um, I'm going to have to go with, uh, with the Gorn. The Gorn. Oh, Fine the choice. Gorn. That's a good one. That's a good one. Because he may be slow, but at least he's slow. <laughs> excellent, excellent. And uh, Scott Mance, uh, Oedipal. Alien. <laughs> alien. Uh, I'm going to go with the... Uh, hmm. mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the Guardian of Forever. Wow. Is that uh, technically is an, an alien, alien or is it a device? device? That's a device. Hey, I think it's a device. But, but the, if, I if, think if it's a could device. Say, if, you know, I think it's listen. an English teacher. But I've it's basically a device since before your son burned it's hot in space and before computer. your race was born has awaited a question. So it is a sentient being. to say All right, that. Okay. <laughs> it's, a, it's a computer. I'm <laughs> going to switch. I'm going to change that. NFL. Okay. My my alien. Yes. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go with the Andorian. Okay. You're going to go which one? Which Andorian? Uh, Migo okay. Andorian. No, no. Forget the Andorian. <laughs> I, I choose the most boring possible right, alien, Mark. Here it is. I'm yes. going to go with the... Uh, the the energy thing from Day of the Dove. Oh, the energy, the energy being. Thing. The yes. energy being from Day, okay. from Day of the Dove. Okay, that's what one. happened to it. The pinwheel. We they don't know. They left it out of the Enterprise, but, but it's yeah, still the alive. last shot is it yeah. leaving the Enterprise? But it's still out there. Absolutely, it can and find it its feeds way on anywhere. anger, and, and it's at, there's and no wait. end to anger. And by the way, guess especially what? if you're a Star Trek fan, right. here's the beauty of it. After after Ed Appel and Yeskova Pukamer, it's getting its own Star Trek series. It's called Star Trek Pinwheel. 
how great how great would that be to troll the trolls? We're gonna make a show about that an energy on beast anger. that feeds on anger. So it's just gonna hang out on Twitter and grow super powerful. <laughs> And, and after after Jessica Vaputkamer, it's getting its own CBS All Access Star Trek series, 13 episode commitment. Nice. Could you just see? This is great. The energy creature and his Bernie Bro friends going out and. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> okay. So uh, that's a great pick, though. I love it. I love it. Okay. So that brings us to Ashley Edward Miller. You get to pick an alien. All right. I'm, I'm trying to go with a, a theme here. So. Uh, I think I'm gonna gonna stay in the land of uh, of Reality? genetic engineering, mm. and I am tempted to go with the Vorta because it means I automatically Ooh. get Jeff Combs, mm-hmm. and talk about also you having a backup. Any role is Jeff Combs. Right? I, I know that should be Brent, the Horta. FBA. Someone was the going Horta. to pick the Horta. The, no, I meant the Vorta. Vorta. The Vorta. Oh, not the Horta. Oh, I'm thinking of the Horta. Yeah. Well, clearly, because yeah, you're no, educated. You stop at the original Star Trek. <laughs> that's it, that's of course, it. you wouldn't think of Deep Space Nine. But uh, <laughs> I'm going to go with the Jem Hadar because I think Khan with a crew of Jem Hadar is Ooh. pretty goddamn scary. Oh, see, that's who I should have picked for uh, my security officer. I should have picked Clarence Williams the Third. Yeah, from, you should have actually. Yeah, from from uh, uh, in the cards. Oh well, that was a good choice. You know what? You guys are rushing me, and I don't have a chance to think. You've got as much time to think as we do. (laughs) Wait, wait, wait. Does this mean we get we go into part three? No, no, no. God, no. Two episodes is too too many. So we're definitely not doing we're not doing a third. How many more categories do we have? Just a few more. Just a few more. Okay. (laughs) Okay. So now we become the alien. That's a fine choice for me. Thank you. Alien. Um. Alien. Well, I, you know, I still have a pick from outside. I could pick the Xenomorph from Alien, uh, but I'm I'm not going to do that. Probably wouldn't get along with Jellico very. Well. I don't think it would. <laughs> get along I, with Jellico. We have to jettison it out the airlock. Although Jellico might not have a problem with that. Um, I'm going to go with Tanru. Tanru. <laughs> Tanru. Yeah, I'm going to go with Tanru. Okay. Because Tanru, well, I mean, Tanru was not, it was an alien probe or was it an alien? It was an alien it probe. It was an alien probe. It was a device. It. So yeah. I can't really yeah. go with Tanru. So, you know, by shooting down the Guardian of Forever, you've eliminated yeah, you've your eliminated choice yeah, of Tanru. I've, I've undone myself. Um, you know, I'll <laughs> tell you, uh, it's too bad. Because the, the alien I want to pick, I'm not going to pick because he's too friendly. He's too avuncular. And I don't think he helps me. And I don't think he get along with uh, Jellico. Of course, that's Mr. Arix. Right. You know, but Mr. Arix. Would not get along well with, with anyone. With, 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 <laughs> no, he gets along with everyone. He's Mr. Friendly. He's got three hands. <laughs> okay, maybe there are a few people you get along with, but not not <sighs> Captain Jellico. So, I think this might be a good time for me to revisit. I talked about early in the first episode, Yarnak from the Savage Curtain. Sure, or I could pick the Malkotians. Hmm. You did not kill the Malkotian. We only see one. We only saw one. We. we Maybe it was the only one guy on that ship. I don't think there's only one guy up there. Well, I've only seen one Melkotian. Uh, <laughs> no, you know what? Okay. There's over 400 I, I, I guys I, I, up Because I want to win this. I'm picking the Organians. Okay. Yeah, I'm going to pick the Organians. Okay. Yeah. How does he know that? What? Never mind. <laughs> I mean, your neck's fine, but you you know, you know, called it before. You said you'd throw some water on him. He's done for. Right? Yeah. So, you know. Well, you could throw water on the Organians, too. We don't know what will happen. But... Oh, we know. Yeah, they turn into light bulbs. 
you know, they, they are super powerful. <laughs> 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 you know, I think we should get bonus points for anybody who has a good musical sting. If you have a good musical sting, you're, 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 you get extra points. Of course. Everyone does. Okay. Well, then you'd never pick anybody from the next generation. Ooh. Ooh. Oh, you mean the one that goes... So, yeah. <laughs> so anybody, anybody who picks the Doomsday Machine instantly wins. Instantly wins if you pick the Doomsday Machine because the musical or a Dupring or a Thank you, Lucas Kendall. Um, okay. Um, so that was the alien. That was the alien. So lo- loving the aliens. <laughs> loving the aliens. Thank you very much. Okay. Now, um, that okay, we, we got two more in the above the line. And oh then my we, God. <laughs> oh, again. Oh my and God. then we go below the line. But the below the line is short. Below okay. The line. So um, love interest. Oh, Love man. interest. Oh. So I'm going to start with um, you, Ashley. The love interest for oh, your sure. You're the love show. interest, Ash. <laughs> Well, mm-hmm. that's a darn good question. <laughs> Ursula Andrews from Dr. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why, yes. yes. Uh, you know what? I'm on Risa. Got to go with Vosh. Oh, Vosh. Interesting Vosh. choice. Vosh. Vosh your hands. Vosh your hands. Love interest. Yes, go put cover. Okay. So uh, Vosh is. Um, and now we come to Darren. Oh. Uh, love interest. I'm going to go with uh, uh, Sherry Jackson. Oh, I was oh. just going to pick her. Andrea. <laughs> Andrea. Okay, love the, interest is Andrea. Andrea Droid. Okay, very good. <laughs> um, Whew, I got you topped. I just oh, got I, I know what you're damn going Damn it. What, I just realized. Okay, right, you know what I'm going for? Yeah, oh, yeah. Guess, for. guess. Marlena. Marlena Moreau. No. Oh, okay. No, well, I don't know. Android is what go ahead, Scott. Thinking. I can see I'm the going turning. with Lieutenant Helen Noel. Oh, good oh, choice. Okay. Helen Noel. Uh, Dagger of the Mind. See, but you guys today. are actually losing track of like who is the most helpful to the you know, to the crew, like in terms of how we're losing track of that. <laughs> you know who's the most formidable? All right, all right, I got who's it. all right. of one Vulcan and one I, package? I, I Mine's take, a professional archaeologist who can roll with the card. Helen Noel. I'm going for Lieutenant Morris. Meow. Yeah. Okay. Meow. Bring it back. Another character. All you gotta do is shine a light, and she'll just like be like following the light around. Easy to distract her. Phaser. She's following the phaser beam everywhere. That's why she got fired. All right. Wait. Wait. Okay. No. One away team. All right. Okay. You don't even have to use a real phaser. You can use the one that shoots the light. That's all you need. All right. I'm gonna go. Love interest. I'm gonna go with Mara. The uh, Klingon commander's uh, wife and science officer from uh, Day of the Duff. Okay. Oh, that's okay. a good choice. Okay. That's a really good choice. Right. She's Klingon. She's See, Klingon. I thought since you had James T. Kirk, your love interest would be James T. Kirk. <laughs> 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 Must have been your lifelong ambition. <laughs> um, okay, that's a great choice. So that brings us to me for love interest. Um, I think I will go with Marlena Moreau because she had the Tantalus, uh, knew where the Tantalus field was. And, and you're, uh, you're yeah, but unfortunately, Mirror James she likes T. Kirk it. already has it. So yeah. Oh, okay. So maybe that. Maybe I should rethink that. 
Maybe I'm I should think. Saying, I don't know. Who Maybe is I the love interest? Every okay. choice I've made. <laughs> <laughs> so who is? Well, that's the virtue of being last. To so, um, Captain Jellico. Let's see, love interest. But it doesn't have to be Pulaski. a love interest. Wait, no. Uh... <laughs> yeah, maybe Pulaski is also the love interest. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Could be. Who knows? Get it done. Let's see. This is a tough one. Tough one, huh? I don't really like this. Now, okay, you know what I'm going to do? No. You know what I'm going to pick? I'm going to pick Edith Keeler because I think that... Edward Jellico needs a conscience. He needs to be able to think about the, the ethics and the you know of, of a situation and not just the practicalities. be a, 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 a badass. And then you know she could sort of like hopefully counsel him a little bit and 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 you know get rid of the rough edges. So I'm going to pick Edith Keeler. Okay. 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 All right. We have a whopping amount of stuff from the other shows. Um, Did Ashley pick one? Love interest? Yeah, he yeah. did. Gosh. The, oh, right. Gosh. Yeah, Captain Picard's I think what you said about Lieutenant Morris is mean. <laughs> uh, well, that you yeah. fi- fi- It's not untrue, though. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I, I thought about Dax, but which, which Dax is it? You know? which... All of them. Oh, Terry Farrell. Windax. <laughs> because yeah, of Windaxy. I don't want to just uh, diminish her to just being a love interest. Yeah. Yeah. You know, yeah. I think Although, she's too powerful a character. Too, you know. I think it's yeah. insulting to her to make her the love interest. Yet you didn't who, make her who, the first the, officer. Dax. I should have made Dax the lo- the first officer. Mm-hmm. The love interest first officer. So Edith <laughs> Keeler, if I could have had a sign. So Edith Keeler's who you going with? I'm going with Edith Keeler. All right, because because right. you know after Edipel and Jessica von Puckhammer and the energy force from Day of the Dove, this Edith Keeler is, is getting her it? own CBS All Access Star Trek series. It's set during World War Two, and she's. To bring... It's like it's the man in the high castle is actually yeah. her show. <laughs> that, uh, it's what her a fault. Great point. Right. It's right. her fault. It's, yeah. co- it's yeah. called Edith. Yeah. You yeah. know what? Someone there's somewhere on that show there has to be an Easter egg. Yeah. If that, she, of a character named if Edith. If she's alive, they won. And, yeah. And Gene Stapleton is gonna play her. Okay. Um let's see. So we're almost finished. We got one more. Uh, in this category, um, which is holodeck character, holodeck character, holodeck character, holodeck what? character. So, yeah, it's holodeck character. So, we're gonna go <laughs> to you, Scott Mann. Does it have to be a holodeck character that we've seen in an episode? Yes. Or? No, it could be. It could Wait, be any holodeck character because they're not real. They're all character in a holodeck. Okay, so it could so, be anything. You conjure mm-hmm. up anything. It well, could be Scott Mance for all we know. It could be. It could be Rave Needleman. We don't know. This feels. I think my my holodeck character is going to be the Beatles. Okay, all four of them. All I think four. you can only pick one. Pick one. Well, they the Beatles. They come as a package. Are, they're they're <laughs> the four-headed monster. Okay, okay. The Beatles are. The Beatles. That's, the Beatles. What, that's what, why How? people love the Beatles, because everyone thought of them as, it's not four guys, it's it's the Beatles. Okay, because all you need is love. Uh, right? So love is all you need. you're bringing the love. You know? Okay. Uh, very good, Scott. That is the Beatles as a holiday character. Darren Docterman. I am going to have the goddess of empathy. Oh, my God. <laughs> That's, really That's hilarious. That's great. From Hollow Pursuits. From Hollow Pursuits. Barclays uh, created Barclays, the uh, uh, version of Deanna Troy. I love it. Okay. The Goddess of Empathy. <laughs> do, do you not know from the Mr. Captain? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> that's a great, great choice. That's, it's a, that's, a, that's an underrated episode, isn't it, Taryn? Uh, maybe. Well, you know, just the idea that it's da- okay. It has great parts in it. It but has great parts in it. It's yeah. kind of one. Yeah, yeah. Okay. As as most holodeck episodes are. Yeah. In pretty my much. Opinion. Pretty much. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. 
I'll go ahead. Um, Quite obviously, holodeck. holographic Tupac. <laughs> okay, Tupac oh. Secure. <laughs> Tupac Shakur is right. his pick. Oh, that's Tupac. As- that's hysterical and uh i'm gonna pick um two pecs well you know originally i was gonna pick originally i was gonna pick dixon hill but i realized how does dixon hill really help me and he's also picard i'm gonna go with cyrus Cyrus Redblock. cyrus Redblock will be my holiday character okay so that uh that's the above the line now I have this will be quick. Now, now we got to pick the okay. Everybody's line producer. Members. Who's okay. your line producer? Now below the line is is is, is we're not going to pick line producers. We're going to pick composer, director, and title. Jesus. Composer, director, and title. So we can do those together. And we're going to lightning round. Scott, who's your composer? Who's your director? Who's your title? Uh, does it have to? Do they all have to be? Can it be anyone or is it, it be have, anyone? Anyone. Okay. Uh, okay. Um, my uh, composer is uh, is, is going to be the Beatles. Um, Beatles. Can I do that? <laughs> sure, sure. Right. sure. Go ahead. Okay. Uh, my director uh, is going to be Richard Lester. Okay. Okay. And who's the other one? Who's the, the third? The title. title. Oh, the title. Richard the title Lester. of this episode is Happiness is a Warm Gun. Warm Gub. Gun. I thought you said gub. It definitely says gub. <laughs> gun. 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 Oh, okay. Happiness is a Warm Gun from the White Album. Yeah, I do know. Last okay. song on side one. Okay. For All those right. of you Very who good. still have vinyl. Darren, that brings us to you. We need a composer, a director, and a title. My composer is none other than Gerald Goldsmith. <laughs> Otherwise known as Jerry Goldsmith. Yes. Uh, the director will be Ridley Scott. Oh, yeah. And the title of my episode is Mirrored Cage of the Q. <laughs> oh my god there we are. fantastic fantastic <laughs> uh, and then and, and, uh, Ashley I come to you we need a composer a director and a title my director the Beatles is the <laughs> <laughs> my director is John Carpenter Ooh. okay my composer is John Carpenter. <laughs> I'm a little tempted to say that. But instead, I'm going to, you know, I forgot to tell you. I'm going to I'm gonna pick Toto. Screw it. Nice. Nice. Yes. I love it. And my it. title is Ship Happens. Okay. All right. Good. Good. Okay. And then- um, All right, Mr. Altman. So composer- I'd li- you know normally I would pick I think you know since you took Jerry Goldsmith yeah I'm I'm leaning towards John Barry but instead Ooh, I want to give a li- I think it's a little too slow the pe- I love John Barry it's a little lyrical my episode is a little more hard edged so mm-hmm. I want to go you know a little darker and deeper and hard edged so I think I'm going to go with Trent Reznor for um, oh wow for, and Atticus Finch all right and Atticus Finch <laughs> yeah for uh, for uh, for just you know I want to I want to spin take what we know sure. and just you know, plus it, you know, just. Right. Yeah. So, okay. Forget all you know or Forget. think you know. So my director, my director will be none other. Stanley since Kubrick. this is probably the only way we will see him direct a Star Trek movie. Philip Kaufman. No, it's not Woody Allen. It's, uh, no, I'm going to go, oh, Philip Kaufman. That's great. <laughs> Kaufman I actually, actually is pretty good. I, 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 I was going to say Quentin Tarantino. Mm-hmm. Oh. I'm going to go with Quentin Tarantino. Okay. Okay. All right. 
And my title is uh, <laughs> Borg Again. No, my my Borg my, yesterday. My, my, <laughs> no, my Twilight Borg on the Fourth Twilight of July. Twilight of the God. Okay, I like that. Yeah, Twilight of the God. Nice. Mine will be Fourth of July. Requiem for a Dead Science Advisor. <laughs> no, um, mine will be Twilight of Twilight, Twilight of the God. So, um, I want each of you to tell us why <laughs> you think your Tell tell the listeners why your episode is the one that should be produced. Why this is this is a slam dunk. And we'll start with you. I want to remind everybody, Captain James T. Kirk on the original Enterprise prior to the refit, we're going to be fighting the the Gorgon from um, uh, all the children and the children's lead. It's going to take place on Sigma Iosha Two. Um, we have Enipel in charge of security. The uh, giant Spock is our first officer. Um, uh, giant animated Spock. Yeah, sorry. Uh, Crazy Cordrazy McCoy is the doctor. Chewbacca is our navigator. Uh, the engineer is a post-insanity Richard Daystrom. Uh, diplomat is T'Pring. Um, oh, And uh, our love interest is Dr. Helen Noel. And, of course, our alien is the energy being from Day of the Dove that thrives on anger. Scott, take us. Who apparently gets along really well with the companion. Well, of course, (laughs) the episode is called Happiness is a Warm Gun because you're on the planet Sigma Eosia 2 where the gangsters were shooting those uh, Tommy guns. Right. And uh, you got the Beatles. That's why it's not Happiness is a Warm Phaser. You know, you got the Beatles doing the music and they're also in the episode because uh, the uh, Gorkin uh, wants to uh, 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 go go uh, back in time to uh, erase the Beatles from existence. Oh, okay. Ooh, I'm interested. Uh, this right. is interesting. So, so uh, <laughs> crazy, Cordrazine McCoy. <laughs> <laughs> well, everyone's doing it these days. Yep. <laughs> One drop of cortisone can save a man's life. <laughs> Another drop can lead to madness. A hundred times has been pumped into Dr. McCoy's body. Pumped. Apparently Scott is <laughs> <laughs> By a cortisone pump. Setting him into a wild frenzy. And that oh, is yeah. why, that is what makes time travel possible. Um, so, so, giant animated Spock uh, has a Beatles haircut. Uh, uh, he just had, he needs to let it grow a little longer. So... So he also has a Three Stooges haircut, uh, and Chewbacca has been inspired by the later era Beatles when their hair grew much, much longer. And so, Captain Kirk didn't realize that he was on a on a starship full of full of Beatles fans. So he knows now that that uh, uh, the needs of the uh, many outweigh the needs of the few or the one. Right. So uh, he relies on his uh, trusty security guard. Uh, <laughs> and a bell. Uh, <laughs> oh my goodness! Uh, because uh, the uh, the uh, Tpring of Vulcan uh, just wants to go back to Vulcan because she misses Stan. And, uh, you know, Kathy Kirk needs Edipel to, you know, put her in security so she'll shut the hell up. <laughs> See, I think you missed a real important opportunity in this episode. Well, tell me. I think that, you know, we know how imitative uh, the, uh, the, oceans, the, the oceans are. So I think, if you know, it's 20 years later. So it, it, we're no longer in the 40s with the, the Chicago gangs. 20s. They would imitate the Beatles. It would be 
The 60s. 60s. It would be great. It would be swinging 60s. Well, I was just about to get to that. Oh, I was sorry. just about I thought you were to done. get to you got ahead of the that. I, I, I got so excited about Oedipal. So but, every so, time somebody so says the, Oedipal, the, the, a little part of me dies. Yeah. Uh, have now sort of a, a, a become, uh, you know, uh, uh, you, you know, it's been, it's like, it's like the whole planet is like hate Ashbury. Right. Uh, it's, uh, you know, the, everyone has turned on, tuned in, and dropped There's out. Tons mm. of yellow submarines um, in the ocean. So the Gorkin is, uh, is, uh, 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 the Gorgon. The Gorgon. Gorgon is the head of the Klingon. He's the Chancellor. <laughs> Gorgon. The High Council. Yeah, did you yeah. pick the Gorgon or the or Gorgon? Uh, go, go, the Gorgon. Chancellor you know, Gorgon. Yes. Um, Chancellor you know, Gorgon is Melvin, dead. Melvin Belli uh, uses uh, his his right hand man Fred Freiberger uh, to um, uh, basically. Uh, take the heroes of the oceans who are now the Beatles. Uh, you know, it's it's because in, in in a piece of the action it was the book. So now in you know it's 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 forty years later. Now it's the LP. It's, so the, now it's the, it's the Beatles. Yeah. The Beatles. You know, uh, no more cracks about the album. No more. So so <laughs> so that's why uh, the you know, the Beatles actually do the score. And you know, and the planet's a little crazy and, and right. fun Tell and upbeat. Me. So that's why Richard Lester, who directed a Hard Day's sure, Night and Help, sure. is is directing the episode as well. Right. And uh, uh, who was the third person in there? Uh, what was the third? That was in uh, the Beatles. No, 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 it was George Harrison. Uh, no, no, it was it was uh, we the the composer, the director, and what was the third and one? Title. Oh, the title. Oh, the title. You know, so Happiness is a Warm Gun is a title from Beatles song right. on right. on uh, the White Album, and so uh, so. Uh, you know the uh, uh, Captain Kirk has to, uh, you know, save the day. So sure. I want to point out, you 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 know, when this episode airs, uh, you'll be able to vote on Twitter for a week. Happiness, you can vote for happiness is a warm gun. You'll be able to work work for. You'll Would you be have able to, to be able to, to vote for yeah. mirrored cage Mir- of the cube? Mirrored cage of the cube. Ship happens. And uh, Twilight of the God. So. Um, these are all going to be options. You go on Twitter. If you don't have Twitter, you can um, join for free because that's the only place it's going to be. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, it will be available for one week where you can vote. Uh, so now I'm going to look to Darren Doctorman. Yes. Uh, his captain was Mirror Universe Captain James C. Kirk. Right. Uh, the ship was the refit from the of the USS Enterprise. His villain, Q. Yes. The planet where this all takes place, Talos IV. Um, Mirror Sulu. Is a head of security. William T. Riker is the first officer. Uh, McCoy from the movie with the medallion, which could be key, is doctor. Uh, third stage guild navigator from Dune is our navigator. Our engineer is Scotty from the, the original series. Communications officer Sohura from the original series. Our um, sorry, love our, interest. Our is love interest Andrea is Andrea from What a Little Girl's Made of. Our advertising exec is Don Draper. And <laughs> no, it's not. Our, our, I'm trying to read this. And our alien is the Gorn. So, um, Good luck. And our Thanks. composer, of course, is Jerry Goldsmith. Right. And our director is... Ridley Scott. Ridley Scott. Sounds great to take us through this. We don't realize that most of this movie is an illusion. Mm. Okay. And that it, ha- it all happens to... Uh, Mirror Kirk. Uh, and the Q approaches Kirk and offers unlimited power in the in the universe. And Kirk takes him up on it, but he finds that having unlimited power requires a lot of responsibility. And so he starts making these decisions that aren't necessarily 
the correct ones. And he has to deal with that fact as he goes through this adventure. And, um, for example, he turns his normal navigator into the third stage guild navigator. Uh, uh, McCoy with a beard just sort of pops up and gives him advice and then disappears. Mm. Um, all these things are happening in sort of a fantastical, nightmarish uh, 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 environment. And it is only uh, near the end where he uh, reasons with Q that if if your power is truly uh, unmatchable, how can you also give unmatchable power to someone else? And he comes upon this realization and then the lights turn on and the Talosians have been controlling the whole thing the whole time. And they say... Um, uh, 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 Mira Kirk, <laughs> um, uh, you finally realize the truth of your life, and uh, you have learned a valuable lesson. And now you may go. And so, they uh, they release dun, dun, him at the dun, end. Dun, 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 dun. Excellent. Well, that was Mirrored Cage. If you think Mirrored Cage, no, Mirrored Cage of the Q. Mirrored Cage of the Q. Right. So that's our that's our Darren so document. Two big words, mirrored cage and of the queue is right below. Fantastic, it. fantastic. <laughs> okay, that was mirrored cage of the queue. And now that brings us to Ashley Edward Miller. Ashley, of course, um, his captain is Benjamin Sisko, a ship the Defiant. His villain is uh, Continuity Singh from Wrath of Khan. Continuity Singh. His, Continuity his, Singh. His, <laughs> his planet is Riza. His security officer is Tashiar, first officer, Lieutenant Commander Shelby. Uh, doctor is the changeling Julian Bashir. Bashir. Our navigator is Georgie Laforge. Laforge. Uh, on comms is Brent Spiner. <laughs> his data. Uh, <laughs> no, it's Brent Spiner. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, it's the love Brent. interest is Vosh. Um, our alien species is the Jem'Hadar. And um, the diplomat is Sarah Connor. Wait, what? Sarah. Sarah Connor. Okay. And your, uh, the name of your episode, sir? Ship Happens. Ship happens. Okay, tell us about ship happens. It's a, a alternate title. Is tough ship. Oh wait a minute. Hang on a minute. Yeah. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> so the premise of the episode is that uh, there is a peace conference being held on Risa. Sarek Vulcan is in attendance, as are several members of the Enterprise crew, including Lieutenant Commander Shelby, uh, Tasha Yar, Jordi LaForge, and Data. When. What should we see? But the USS Defiant shows up, blows the crap out of the planetary defenses, like, and a whole bunch of Jem'Hadar beam down, led by Khan Noonien Singh. Khan Noonien Singh is in search of an object on Ryza that he believes will allow him uh, to travel through time so he can go back and prevent the destruction of SETI Alpha 6. Ooh. Uh but to do that, to find it, he needs uh, an expert in finding these things. So uh, he grabs Vash. Vash becomes part of his quest. Um, she, in a in her own way, in an attempt to stop him from engaging, like in this in this madness, um, you know, she kind of does her Vash thing. She sort of gets into his head. And meanwhile, back on the Defiant in the B story, we find Captain Benjamin Sisko and. Dr. Bashir, and they're being held prisoner. Now, what's interesting is that Dr. Bashir is also a changeling. He's surrounded by Jem'Hadar, who are renegade, right? So Dr. Bashir has an interesting conflict because on one hand, um, 
you know, the, the Jemadar have clearly stopped worshipping the changelings. On the other hand, he may have an opportunity to help Captain Sisko retake the ship. So working together, Sisko and Bashir retake the ship. They turn the Jem'Hadar on the ship. They beam down to the planet. There's a huge battle. Um, the crew of the Enterprise uh, have basically ended up like in the middle of this whole crazy-ass quest to go after the uh, the gateway. Jordi and Data prevent the uh, the device from activating. And Shelby and Yar kind of hang out, and they're like, cool, cool, cool. Well, they kick some ass, basically. That's what they're there for. Okay, so that's my that's my idea off the top of my head. ship. Happens. All right, pretty good, Thank fantastic. You. I'll pay. I'll Thanks. Watch that that's for a dollar. clearly I had the best idea. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for coming in, Mister Miller. <laughs> yeah. We appreciate at the top it. of the part yeah. one of this episode. You said how you know somebody said that uh, you know I you, you picked on me or whatever, and that was nothing compared to these last two episodes that I did. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you picked giant animated Spock. Hey, come you on, it on yourself. I picked Edipel. <laughs> and after all the talks we've had about Edipel, Darren, I'm just saying. I'm not making give, fun of you. <laughs> I, I want to give love to I to believe a, you're projecting a bit. I, I, I just, you know, Edipel doesn't get enough uh, appreciation. In I think he's gotten plenty of appreciation in these past <laughs> this episode. couple episodes. Yes. Good job. Mark? Okay, my episode uh, features Edward Jellico as my captain. The ship is the NCC-1701D. The villain is Locutus of Borg. Um, the planet is the Shoreleaf planet. The security officer is Mr. Worf. First officer is Hennock and Sp- Spock's body. The doctor is Catherine Pulaski. The navigator is the probe Ilea. The engineer is none other than the science advisor from Star Trek The Motion Picture, Jesko von Putkammer. And the communications officer is God from Star Trek V. <laughs> diplomat is Kor. Alien is the Organians. And the love interest is Edith Keeler. And that is and my episode. Go. Do I need to say anything more? Uh, yeah. The story <laughs> writes itself. <laughs> I know, exactly. Yeah. So Twilight, Twilight of the Gods, Edward Jellico is in his ready room. They receive a distress signal. Um, he says, how many people are in jeopardy? They say, we don't know. It's not a very heavily populated planet. He says, let them die. And uh, Edith Keeler is like, well, if you want any good loving tonight, then I'm gonna, you're going to have to go help these people because, uh, you know, that's what a good captain does. They don't ignore people in distress. So Jellico reluctantly decides he's going to go help these people, even though it's not that many people that are going to die because he doesn't care. No. Uh, but so they, they go to the planet. What they don't realize is the old uh, Shoreleaf planet, or so they think. Um, and um, when they're on the on the, on the Shoreleaf planet, um, uh, he beams down, and uh, he has um, uh, experiences all these visions. He 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 said they were going to Shoreleaf planet, but apparently it's Sigma Iosha two where the Beatles have taken over, <laughs> which he can't understand. It's so absurd, and he realizes, oh my god that they're trying to get him to relax, that he never leaves his ready room. And so they took him to the Shoreleaf planet. It was a false distress signal to get him to come to the Shoreleaf planet so that he would relax. But, you know, Angelico is furious, which is when God tells him that he's receiving another distress call. But this from one Cyrus is, Redmond. But this one is <laughs> from Cyrus Redmond. But this one is, 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 is real. And um, they end up uh, going to the... Um, 
center of uh, the galaxy, which Yesko von Potkammer tells him there's no chance there would be a uh, magnetic field at the center of the galaxy, a galactic barrier. So it's not real when they have to pass through the barrier to get to the center of the galaxy. Um, they do. Um, and uh, we find out that they have been lured there. They've been lured there by Locutus of Borg, who is assimilating, um, who's assimilated God. Um, from the communication station. <laughs> who, who, who's actually lured them there because he's working with Henoch um, because they want to take over all these, um, these bodies to create a super master race, take over the universe. So, and Henoch was willing to work with the Locutus. He's betrayed his captain because... Um, he 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 wants to find all these vessels to put the their the, the beings in, and he just wants to go from body to body. And every time the body wears out, he'll jump to a new a new a new body. So he's been working <laughs> with the, he's, <laughs> he's been working with the Borg, but fortunately, Catherine Pulaski and Lacutus uh, and and uh, War Mister Warf are on to him, and working closely with uh, Probylea. Um, they're able to defeat the nefarious permutations of God when V'ger arrives and fights God to the death. And V'ger is able to destroy God. Um, <laughs> and um, and, and uh, they're able to stop the nefarious plotting of Hanok and Spock's body wow. and uh, Locutus, <laughs> who are attempting to create a race of robot be- robotic cybernetic beings. Um, wow. But Edith Keeler is upset because she said all life is precious and we should not destroy the aliens. But fortunately, Captain Jellico is in command. Fortunately. So he, <laughs> he wipes out the race of cybernetic beings that... Uh, what the hell is... I don't even know what I'm talking about. You're, you're in Act me. 15 right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it's, it's on CBS All Access. Right. <laughs> well, the response is, can you do it for under $25 million? No. <laughs> I would like to make a little addendum. Go ahead. Be my guest. Um, because I realized I forgot about holographic Tupac. So here's how we fit him mm. in. On Riza, we find Jordy and Data, and they are watching a performance by holographic Tupac. And Data starts talking about the futility of the East Coast, West Coast uh, <laughs> gangster rap feud. feud. Um, and, you know, and... and you know, Jordy says something about like, you know, well, when two tribes go to war and <laughs> and, and Data says, actually, that was Frankie goes to Hollywood. Oh, and then the, the Jem'Hadar attack. But it'd be a big metaphor and for then, what's about to happen. And with then the Data pops a cap in his ass. And then Data pops a cap in his ass. And yeah. I would add that <laughs> as the Borg are assimilating the, 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 all, all the sentient races in the galaxy. Core has no choice but to go to Organia to appeal for their to you know intercede what? against the infernal plottings of Hanok and God. Right, Core <laughs> going to Organia is pretty good. Yeah, he's so, been there before. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, so he's helped off the ship by Catherine Pulaski, who has to secretly get him off the ship. Right. And uh, meanwhile, there what. Nothing. I don't I'm freaking, lost. I'm, I'm completely lost. lost. If, you, if you want to vote for Marx, the title is Twilight of the God. Or if you want to vote for mine, it's Happiness is a Warm Gun. Well, mine could be Twilight of the God thing. I don't know. And mine is Mirrored Cage of and the Ash. Cube. And mine is 
ship happens. So you'll be able to vote for all these shows or, or not. None of, <laughs> none of them. None of the above. One of them will be coming to CBS <laughs> All Access. <laughs> I have a feeling it'll be the right. <laughs> Even if we could get one vote in American Samoa, that would be great. So uh, um, anyway, Scott, you're good. <laughs> Edipel, baby. Edipel. You're a good sport. Ashley, thank you again for being here. Thanks for all of us for joining us for Inglorious Trexperts. If you're a fan of this podcast or you were a fan, uh, (laughs) you may want to check out Electric Surge's other podcasts like 430 Movie or Fry, The Rebel and the Rogue, a Star Wars podcast every Tuesday, Best Movies Never Made every other Monday. You can also watch video podcasts of all your favorite Electric Surge shows on the Electric Now app on Stir, Zumo, and Distro TV, and coming soon to its own dedicated Electric Now app. If you enjoyed the podcast, or even if you didn't, please rate us five stars on Apple Podcasts. Finally, a very special thanks to Bill Ritter, our brilliant sound engineer, um, our post-production coordinator, Dylan Middlebrook, um, our production associates, Peter Hallstrom and Zach Raggetts, and John for stepping in for producer Natalie Miscali today. And of course, Dean Devlin, without whom the show would not be possible, and especially our audience for sitting through this ridiculous two-part episode <laughs> of Inglorious Trexperts. So until next time, when we get back to our regular programming, keep on trekking, Ingloriously, of course. This show was produced by Dean Devlin and Mark A. Altman and is an Electric Surge Network production.